You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbor is here today for the Locked On Nationals podcast. On today's show, we'll discuss the Nationals' 8-4 win last night over the New York Mets in D.C. We'll get to Paulo Espino's great performance. Kyle Schwarber goes deep twice again. We'll touch on all of those things and really the trajectory of this team right now. A lot to get to from just one game of action on today's show. How about it? How about it? How about it, everybody? The Washington Nationals have now pulled within three games of first place in the National League East. And I don't think we thought this was possible uh, two and a half, three weeks ago. But here we are today. The Nets are in contention, not just in contention. They are surging. They are in position to make a run at the National League East uh, at the crown right now at first place with the way the Mets look. And we'll kind of break down the matchups here, but just... Just to kind of, once again, I was talking about it last week, enjoy the fact where the Nationals are right now. I know they're 3-2 and two in their last five, and this split this weekend against the Marlins wasn't necessarily the best thing in the world, but they rebounded, and this game was important. They got a matchup with the team that was in uh, first place in the division, and basically it's, you know, when you're playing a team that's in first place, it's a two-game swing. It's it really, the game is almost worth like two, uh, because either you're going, you know, you, you have a chance to either go uh, one game back, you know, if, if you're in a position where you're at four, you can go to, you're going to be at five, we're going to be at three. So no matter what happens, you're going to be, you know, moving two games essentially in one direction. You know, or, well, it's going to be a two game swing, right? Either five or three is where you're going to end up. So if, those games get magnified almost in a way. And the Nationals take care of business in this game. They're now seven and three in their last 10. They've won two games in a row, and they've gotten themselves to 38 and 38, just three games back of the New York Mets, who in the last five meetings these teams have had, the, the Nationals have won four of five right now. And last night's game, it was an eight to four victory for the Washington Nationals in this game. Your winning pitcher, Paulo Espino, uh, the man who took the loss was Jared Eikhoff, and Brad Hand gets a save in this game. We'll discuss how it all went down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. They've got thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And when you go to rockauto.com, you'll spend up to 30, 50, and maybe even 100% less than you will at some chain store. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 from a chain store. It's 216 at rockauto.com. It's a family-run business online serving auto parts customers for over 20 years, the prices there are always reliably low, and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com today to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so let's break it down. It was the Nationals 8. It was the New York Mets 4. And so... Both of these teams came into this game, you know, really, I think, rather wishing this was an off day, right? Getting a chance to, to get right after um, <clears throat> each team coming off a four-game weekend series. The uh, the Mets played four in three days against the Phils, and then the Nationals played four in four days against the Marlins. Now, 
with all of the news, you know, happening right now, especially with the, on the pitching front, the Nationals have on the IL Daniel Hudson. They've got, obviously, Will Harris, who's been there for a while, Kyle Finnegan, Eric Fetty. And so this Monday start would have been Eric Fetty's slot. But with him injured, what they had to do was go to the bullpen, and they went to Paulo Espino, who actually had pitched over the weekend. So they say, Paulo, give us a start three days after pitching on Friday. It actually wasn't Paulo's best start on Friday, but he threw 41 pitches on Friday. They go to Paulo on a Monday night. And I know Kyle Schwarber will get to him and, and the, the power output early from the Nationals. But it, when we talk about seasons where teams make pushes, where teams figure things out, where uh, you can find a way to win games, players like Paulo Espino are the people that we don't talk about. They're the guys in the middle of the season who do things like this, who, because uh, I, I mean, here, I'll be honest. After you go two and two on the weekend against the Marlins, it doesn't, it feels like the momentum has been quelled somewhat, especially when you look at a stretch where you play the Mets, the Rays, and then the Dodgers. You say, well, you know, we're two and two, and that's, that's a tough stretch coming. Wish we kind of got a bit more momentum. This win against the Mets picks right, picks basically back up where you left off. Like it feels like the Nats feel a bit hotter now. You know, I know it's just one win, but you, you beat a team that's in first place, you've been beating them a good amount too. You close the gap to three games. You get yourself to 500. And why'd you do it? Because in this game, you needed to put up some zeros and to put yourself in a good position early. And that's what the Nationals got from, from Paulo Espino. Five innings, five hits, three Ks, 67 pitches, no runs given up in the game. He was, um, I thought he was excellent. I thought the way you know he was hacking the strike zone, he was he had hitters off balance. Guys were looking for the curveball. Or really, at a lot of the times where Paulo Espino ends up getting a K, he had hitters looking for that breaking ball and he'd give him a fastball. And look, when your fastball comes in there at 89, sometimes 90 miles an hour, and you know, uh you got secondary fastball coming there in 85, 86, 87, yeah, it, it can be hard. But if you can not disguise it, but keep the hitters off balance. That's when those pitches become most effective. That's when, you know, that's what a curveball, if you can use it to set up a 90 mile an hour fastball that they don't see coming, get them behind it, then you're in good shape. And that's what Paulo Espino did throughout this game. Yeah, sure, there was a little bit of traffic, and the Mets were one for seven in the scoring position. They left seven guys on base on the evening. But Paulo Espino was the guy who came into this game and got the job done. And on a night where Sam Clay was, you know, he was pretty decent, he was fine. Wander Suero struggled uh, a little bit, you know, 15 pitches in one-third of inning of work. Miller came in, and he, he struggled so far during his time in the majors. Justin Miller has, but they're throwing him out of necessity, and Brad Hand was awesome. They got the 25, you know, pitched um, uh, basically, what was it, five-out save. So he was great. But Paulo Espino getting them through five innings, and look, you know, if this was a normal setting, I mean, he, they would have left him in the game. He would have He would have kept going, but he had just pitched on Friday, so for him to come out in this game against the first place team, give you five innings and get you ahead of the eight ball, uh, that is, that's winning stuff. That's really the stuff that you look back on and say, <clears throat> you know, during the season, performances like that won't be remembered. But if you kind of go back through the archives and think about games, important moments, this is Paulo Espino's second win in the last couple of weeks. It's his second career win ever uh, as a major league pitcher and 
he has really found a home. And it's guys like this when we talk about it. I was, I was on Locker Room yesterday. We also talk about change of scenery or guys just needing an opportunity in a certain place. You know, Sam Clay has not been excellent this year, but at home he has been rock solid for the Nationals, not great on the road. That's a guy who has not had much experience this year. Paolo Espino is a guy who is up in his 30s, but getting an opportunity right now, and he is making the most of it. He is solidifying himself. And look, Paolo Espino at 34, the way that his stuff works, should have a spot in the major leagues in the next upcoming season or so because of the, of the performance he's had. Right now, and think about this. You know, I know the numbers can be deceiving. He hasn't always been in high leverage situations, but Paolo Espino on the 2021 baseball season, he has made 18 appearances this year. He has thrown 35 innings. He has a 2.02 ERA. He's got two wins as a starter, and he's got a save as well. So, I mean, that's just making the most of your opportunity. The numbers are strong. Um, you know, the opportunities he's getting, he's, he's obviously taking advantage. They're a guy, it's a guy clearly they have some confidence in. And so at a time when, you know, uh, the pitching has, has been, <clears throat> excuse me, rather injured, right? The Nationals, you know, I think they've only once or twice this year, maybe not even, I, I'm trying to think, but has there been any point where the Nationals were able to go one through five for the rotation, right? Was there any time where the Nationals went, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, Ross. Can't really think of any, right? To begin the season, uh, John Lester, in and out. Then Steven Strasburg gets injured. There's that, they have that issue too. Max Scherzer pulls his groin. They have that. Eric Fetty, two stints of getting injured, right? So even the fifth, the sixth, those guys, you know, and Austin Voth, when he was the seventh guy, who eventually had to come in and make a start, getting hit in the face and having to leave that game. The Nationals, time and time again, have done enough at this point in time to keep themselves afloat, and then they turn the Jets on the last couple weeks. And it's guys like Paulo Espino who have helped them maintain the momentum. I believe over the last 15 games, the Nationals have the second-best record in the league uh, of the last 15-game stretch, and that's a big part because of guys stepping up. Gerardo Parra hits a home run last night. He has a double against the Mets last week. Well, you know what? Well, Andrew Stevenson and Victor Robles are on the mend. They're having guys step up. Now, counterpoint here is the Nets are not at full strength. Sure, they're not. But neither the Nationals. And the Nationals are not keeping direct pace. But they're keeping within striking distance. This is, you know, uh, I said a couple weeks ago, five games, they're in it. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're in the neighborhood. Three games, it's a fight now. This is a legit, legit fight for first place with the way the Nats have been surging and the way that the um, the way the, the Mets have been sputtering as of late in their offense, you know, even just trying to get guys back, their offense is nowhere near where it needs to be if they want to hold on to this division. Because I still think if the Mets are hitting like that, you can't expect Marcus Stroman and Taiwan Walker and David Peterson. Well, and he hasn't been great, but you can't expect Stroman and Walker to be great. And then uh, the last couple games, you know, they're throwing Jared Eikhoff and then I forget the McGill kid, Tyler McGill, I think is his name. He's throwing um, tomorrow night for them because of the number of pitching injuries or the number of situations the Mets have going on right now. So, look, this is a time to capitalize, and guys like Paulo Espino are keeping things uh, in the right direction despite the fact that the Nationals have numerous injuries. Once again, think about the number of guys the Nats have on the IL when it comes to the pitching department right now. They've got Will Harris. Luis Avilon went down <clears throat> Excuse me, early in the season. He was gone. Then they lose uh, you know, Kyle Finnegan. They lose Daniel Hudson, right? All of these guys 
end up on the IL and the Nationals do what? They bring up, you know, not all of these guys have been great, but they're doing what they can right now. Uh, and, you know, Eric Fetty, like I, didn't, I forgot to mention him. You know, Steven Strasburg, I've mentioned the big guns. But all of these guys go down and they're having to deal with it, you know, on this on this kind of day-to-day basis. Um, and this is a game where, look, if you check the apps, your ESPN, your CBS Sports, maybe your Fox Sports, whatever you use, MLB.com, all of those apps didn't have a probable starter for the Nationals until like 20 minutes before the game. Uh, obviously, we you know we had a feeling with Paolo Espino. That's what made the most sense. But nobody knew who was going to be on the bump for the Nats. And they end up getting Paolo Espino. And he delivers that kind of performance where he was in control of the lineup the entire time. And they gave him a lead. And he made that thing stick. And we'll discuss how they got the lead. But first, a word from our sponsors really quickly. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you guys by Wild Alaskan. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure of the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskan.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskan.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. Wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. And not just that, you can bet on NBA, NHL, MLB, UFC, boxing. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline today on your laptop or mobile device. You can make an account. It is free Check out all their sign-up bonuses and contest information. If you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, you will receive a 50% deposit bonus. If you deposit $100, bucks, you give an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so last night, once again, the Nationals win 8-4, to four, and, um, you know, I know I talked a lot of, uh, I spent a lot of time talking about Paolo Espino. Look, this is kind of burying the lead, I guess, when you talk about Apollo, but I think it's just so important, a game where you didn't know who the starter was, for him to come out and perform like that. So I just wanted to talk uh, about that. But not forgetting the fact that Kyle Schwarber's run right now is getting to, um, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it's historic. It's absolutely unreal. It's so much fun to watch him hit right now. He clubs two more home runs last night. The Nationals, in the first four pitches they saw, uh, two of them were home runs. Another one was a double off the wall that Juan Soto hit. The Nationals took a 2-0 lead early on in this game and against the Mets as of late. That has been enough. Um, the, the Mets ended up scoring four runs. The Nationals uh, ended up piling on more later on in this game. And you guys have heard me talk about sustained offense, not just scoring once, scoring in all three uh, different parts of the time, beginning, middle, end of the game. They scored in this first, the second, the fifth, the sixth, the eighth. 
if you block if you take the game into blocks of three, right? One, two, three is the beginning, four, five, six is the middle, seven, eight, nine is the end. The national score in all three phases. That's what wins you games. When you can build the lead, or you, you know, get get the lead, build the lead, keep the lead, right? That's what they did in this game. Uh, they got the 3-0 lead in the first two frames. They built on that lead in the fifth and the sixth, making it four nothing. And then when the Nat, when the Mets had some answers, they scored four runs. They made it a a, um, a one run game, right? It's it's five four after the eighth inning. What do you do? Tack on three more runs late, and to give yourself, uh, you know, basically guarantee yourself uh, a win. You give them a one run lead to start with. You give them three more runs. I think I like Brad Hand's chances to close the deal in this game, and uh, he he did so. So Nationals getting sustained offense. Kyle Schwarber hitting the ball out of the ballpark uh, twice in this game. He homers 439 feet in the first inning. Trey Turner goes 435 on the next pitch. Gerardo Parra hit a ball in the bottom of the second that looked like it was foul and then pinged off the foul pole for a home run to make it 3-0. Schwarber homered again to make it 4-0. And then Stalin Castro drove in a run to make it 5-0. The Mets answer with Jeff McNeil in the seventh. Pete Alonso goes deep for a two-run home run in the eighth and followed up by a Billy McKinney um, shot. But Ryan Zerman comes in and does the job with a three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning off Miguel Castro to make it eight to four. And that was all she wrote. And look, we've said, we've talked about it ad, na- ad nauseum, just the move to put Kyle Schwarber in that one spot. And to me, it's weird because, you know, there's still, there's still elements of like, of the bad stuff Kyle Schwarber does, but you take that because of how dangerous he is. And look, they can deaden the ball all they want. Some some men, and he is a grown ass man, are just are just grown ass man strong, and that's that's what Kyle Schwarber is. He is a grown man that can muscle any ball out of the ballpark, low, high, and I mean, he's been loving the high pitching. I mean, you can throw stuff up in the zone in on his hands. He gets that barrel through the zone so fast. That's that's why they you know they play him to pull so much. Is guys like that can just get the barrel through the zone. He gets those hands, man, and is able to square up that bat and ping that thing. Um, you know, kind of where he's you know he, he'll pull his head out sometimes, but when he gets his his basically front side square, square to the, the right field, I mean that thing's gonna go. And he gets that barrel square as well. That thing's gonna go. Um, he is you know it's he's not gonna be able to make the All Star team uh, based off the voting. But the stretch he's putting together right now is ridiculous. And look, he's got 52 RBI, 24 home runs at this point in the season. And as he hits more leadoff, you know, a lot of these home runs are going to be solo. There have been a couple that have not been. Good job at the bottom of the lineup to turn things over for them right now. But Kyle Schwarber, just to watch him go on this tear, and we talked about it the other day too, he is giving the other guys in the lineup more confidence right now with the way that he's playing. Other guys are feeding off him. That front three is becoming a real problem for every team the Nationals face. If Kyle Schwarber is hitting well, good luck navigating Turner and Soto cleanly as well the entire game. Good luck navigating all three of them the entire game. Sure, he's still striking out a good number of times, but that's totally fine if he's going to produce like this. It's that fear. It's that uh, ability that, that, that you know, he could put a run up on you in any second. It's really helping right now. The Nationals desperately needed individual power last year. They went and they got it in the form of Kyle Schwarber, and he continues to rub off on the other guys in the lineup, right? Not, not in the sense that, you know, they're, oh, feeding off 
Kyle Schwarber, you know, that, that Turner and Soto need that because, I mean, I'd think that they're naturally better hitters than he is. But the fact that he is a problem, you know, you can't you can't wait. You, you, you can't uh, take a moment of, of uh, you know, rest against this top of the order, especially when you, when you put in uh, Ryan Zerman or Josh Bell in that four spot who have both been doing very well as of late. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore up next to the Nationals. Two games with the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll discuss those as they happen. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.